podcast my name is angel my name's kasha and today we're gonna be diving into dating and relationships kind of that whole realm all that juicy stuff that juicy juicy <laughs> i keep it juicy juicy i keep it juicy juicy i keep it plum plum i was karaoke earlier she was going off i was doing say something it's all hurting She's all hurting. I wonder hurting why. Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kasia, what, you know, has been your best dating or relationship type of experience? In my single times, I have been on dates, but actually the very best date I've been on is in the relationship that I am in now. He just took me out on a nature trail and to a point where you can look over the city and there was like a hammock set up and we had a picnic. It was very cute and sweet and thoughtful. But yeah, what about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I have a favorite person. I personally, uh, we never did it like that before over here in these streets. <laughs> I've never like had a specific like cutesy little diet, I don't think. But I have a favorite person that I had a little thing with. My favorite like memory with that person was just like this whole Awa weekend. I traveled to go see this person, which I did a few times. <laughs> the powwow trail snagging. <laughs> yeah, so it was at a powwow and just the whole, you know, vibe was super cute. This person was just being really, you know, nice and sweet and then later that night the powwow had planned to have fireworks uh go off and northern Cree was singing some round dance tunes in the powwow uh circle and there was like a whole spotlight on them and then yeah so i was with this person when we happened to be walking by the entrance where the drum was really close to so we had like a perfect view of the drum and the singers and you know how cute round dance songs are mm -hmm. you know they hit different they really do so especially walking... northern green <laughs> yes oh my god That's so cute everyone's a dream <laughs> yeah <laughs> And so we're walking by Northern Cree and the fireworks are going off in the sky. And, you know, he's looking at me all cute. And then we're like holding hands and we're just standing there all cutesy. Simp. I'm simping. <laughs> that whole night, like just being together, we were really enjoying, you know, the company. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like my best experience and like the cutest experience I've ever had with a person. Especially at a powwow. That'd be mm -hmm. cute. The cheesy goals that like, mm. you know, Native people talk about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't think I you know, had that kind of experience, but I did. 
Dang. You know, one time I saw uh, a proposal go down at a power. Really? And they did the 49er and it was the sweetest thing ever. And I'm like, oh I want God. that regardless of who I'm with. They need to do that. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Mans who's well. listening. So I know that most of your experiences are with native men. Good and bad. <laughs> trauma and less trauma. <laughs> but um. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I've only really dated, I guess, Native men. I've been in a, I guess you could call it a long-term, I don't know, relationship. Entanglement. I've been in an entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> I have been in a three-year entanglement <laughs> with a Native man. I had like a thing with a Native man, and then I've been on like one single one-time date with a Native man. In those little experiences, I noticed the difference between a native man who carried a lot of trauma and one who didn't really. And boy, those hit very differently. And it's like trauma that is very specific to being native, you know, Mm -hmm. like that intergenerational and colonial trauma. Oh my gosh, it really, I would say, heavily affected our relationship, unfortunately. I'm in a place now where I can talk about it because I've, you know, healed and learned a lot from it, which I'm really grateful that I have. So I'm happy to talk about my experiences in a, like, learning type of way. One really good experience with someone who didn't, like, carry a lot of trauma. This person was very respectful and just someone who was like raised by women and had that genuine respect for women without like having to really verbalize it and try and put a lot of emphasis on it like it just came naturally yeah it was very different and to have that experience with a native person was all new to me even if it ended in a shitty way But I know, Kasha, that you have had kind of a (laughs) a hard time with that experience of, you know, dealing with, like, that trauma. Right. And people who carry it. I don't know how to talk about it without sounding like I'm boycotting Indigenous men or stereotyping Indigenous men. It's just that every time I come across someone who I had wanted to date or was hooking up with, they have disappointed me with like reputation of having slept with like basically the entire community, cheating, having baggage having trauma and carrying it with them everywhere and projecting it onto a relationship or a dating lifestyle and it just wasn't for me not to say that I wouldn't ever date an indigenous man or a woman but I just would have to go about it so much differently and so carefully and so guarded and just have all these sorts of boundaries that you know you should have anyway but especially in indigenous communities and what about yourself do you feel that way too or have you been experiencing the same things as me yeah i've noticed it too and it's something that like i've joked about with family members and i think we've definitely you know joked about Mm -hmm. Because we always, as Native people, find humor in everything, which, you know, it's just how we, like, cope. But it's definitely not to, you know, like you said, we're not shitting on Indigenous men. It's just, unfortunately, it's happened so often where you really notice that pattern. 
Mm-hmm. We're not trying to generalize in a negative way. You know, like I said, it's that intergenerational and colonial trauma that so many of us carry. And so you've had one experience with a non-native person? Or have you had more than that? Yeah, I've had one, I guess, brief experience with a non-native person. So when I was single, I thought I was going to be single for good. Obviously, it didn't pan out that way. But I remember, like, I was like, I am not ready to, like, see anyone, whatever. But I wanted to try Tinder. I happened to find someone that was, like, really funny. And they happened to be not native. I guess we went on a coffee date and then hung out. So it wasn't really, like, dating. But it was with that intention of we were interested in each other. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. It was really different. Um, Something that I noticed is just that, like, dynamic of not relating the stuff that has to do with like having a native family because i feel like when i talk to native people you know it's like something fun that we do is like just relate to each other and like the dynamics of certain reses or or native families stuff like that so it was like kind of cool to have someone with like such a different experience that was my one little experience yeah what about you kasha the non-native dating scene what's like your favorite thing about being in a relationship with a white boy with a white boy it is not having as much trauma as we do not having to unpack it together where it was like so intergenerational because he obviously has traumas too like childhood and stuff but we live in two different worlds like he's privileged and white and grew up so differently than me and had different problems than me and these are problems that he'll never have and you know just to like heal together in that way is like so beautiful so that eventually like we could have children that are secure in their identity and are ready to not be a part of a broken cycle and i found a person that fits what i want you know i really enjoy that part of my person so i guess in contrast to that what do you think has been like the biggest challenge or i know you've talked about like how other people see your relationship which is very interesting because what does anyone else's relationship have to do with you you know when you're like inflicting your own thoughts and opinions and feelings on someone else's relationship right so interesting and like wild yeah i've definitely had experiences where people they were projecting their like identity crises onto me especially indigenous people that would come up to me and they like take away my experiences as an indigenous woman because i'm dating someone white just because i'm dating someone white doesn't mean that i don't have these experiences or experience you know racial like divides and i'm just like that is wild to project like that. It be your own people that inflict colonial violence. You know what that sounds a lot like? When fucking native women <laughs> would have their status card taken away for marrying a white man. I find it was a lot of also a lot of people who just discovered their history of colonialism, especially in Canada, and automatically choosing to hate white people i think a lot of people would like come for me in that way too i do understand where like indigenous people are coming from also Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to be like those experiences are also invalid i'm just saying it's a little bit you got a little bit twisted though Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like a lot of us do have a lot of work to do in regards to that like whole idea and 
scene of being with you know other races and i think it comes back to even without realizing it sometimes that idea of blood quantum because like our blood is so like monitored in both the u.s and canada i say u.s and canada specifically just because that's like where a lot of the people that i follow are from and the people that i learn from like native people but i know it happens to a lot of indigenous people around the world that um monitoring of our blood and how native we are and that plays into so much of like our identity crises and everything to even look at like the bigger picture of what the governments were trying to do like they want well they wanted this divide to happen for so many decades that we would have a divide that we would have an identity crisis between all of us Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. to try to separate us so hard just to like segregate us Mm -hmm. when it comes from your own people it hurts even harder because you're being a part of those systems that we're trying to dismantle and you're projecting them onto me and onto other people and it's hurtful Mm -hmm. Um, when I was younger I used to think those thoughts of like that idea of watering down blood and I saw this point before that was like why don't we see it as indigenizing the blood you know why is our blood that's getting like taken away Uh, so it's hard to like talk about this dynamic of dating white and native without getting into you know all of that juice all of that (laughs) juiciness all that you know identity stuff and blood quantum but it's it's such important stuff to talk about yeah for me like i definitely used to say like i couldn't or would have a hard time dating a white person i didn't want to have to translate myself all the time and i you know i think that would just be a part of it like even if i did now like i I know I'd have a hard time with that, but Mm -hmm. it's not like written off for me or anything. Because like I said, like my desires, they continue to change. Like I used to only want to date someone if I was going to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I'm literally down for whatever. Yeah, there's so many options. Anyone. Yeah, that's a good conversation. Yeah. We had a good ass time. Yeah. Something that me and Kasha have dreamt about. To be all dramatic, <laughs> is what was dating like pre colonization? Right. I think I have so many like things in my head, and I hope it was like that, but maybe it wasn't. You know, like I'm picturing berry picking trips, a little hunting moment, a canoe ride in the moonlight, <laughs> a little like canoe ride to like a sunset point, having like a fire, reproducing, and a beautiful way when a ceremony is together mm. living in the bush together just real indigenous fantasies but i think it's cute because especially with some native poets the way they write about like native love in these times trying to grasp what we think some of those pre-colonization love stories would look like and trying to bring them into modern love stories you know it's so cute imagine mm-hmm you're like, wish your boo. A Buddha. A Buddha. A Buddha up in the bear run. They're bringing you their <laughs> dried meats, you know. They just went hunting and they want to feed you. I wish so we, cute. I wish we could just have a glimpse, you know. Right? Or should I just go back and just watch? Mm-hmm. Those must have been such cute times. Yeah. Must have been. Thank you. 
DMs. Oh, yes. I haven't been single in three years. Like, really, I have a single time in my life. And that, I think, is different even from right now because Hot or Not was popping. Tinder (laughs) was, like, really just starting to pop off. Mm -hmm. And all those other dating apps and like that's what i used and then now the times i think have changed as i'm seeing through you and other people i don't even want to think about the snapchat men who think that is the move the first move or a move at all right oh my god i haven't really like literally cash is the only person i snap and i've been asked so many times now in the dms if i have snap i either just don't respond or i straight up say like no i don't use snap anymore and they don't even know how to like come continue back. or come back after that i'm like how old are we right i want to talk to you i don't want to send dinky little snap i don't know when that when did that become the standard but i think there's certain ways that you can go about it and most of the time what i see is not really good enough do you think like it's different now even compared to like a few years ago like sliding in the dms you know as technology goes on like things are changing for example like instagram story react like weren't that much of a thing when i was dating or doing things in instagram it was more just like sliding in the dm or just talking through like tinder messages i'd be noticing people are like story reacting and then where do you go from there not giving much with a story react story reply is a good place to start because then you kind of have like a topic already you know mm-hmm like if you're interested in something that they posted on their story like that's a really good way i am tired of these hard eyes or the 100 or the flames yeah you'll be so boring like that's the only reason i ended up having this thing with this person last year was because they were the only one like making real conversation that flowed and that i was interested in right dating is always like a huge spectrum to talk about And we only touched on a few things, but it was fun to talk about. I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who's listening. Yeah, don't forget to follow us on not only whatever you're listening on, Spotify or SoundCloud right now. Those do have follow buttons. Hit that up and then you can follow the Instagram for our podcast where we will keep y'all updated. It's at get into it dot podcast and then you can follow our own instagrams at angel a-u-n-g-e-l-l-e and then at kasha dot a-d c-a-s-h-a dot a-d thank you guys so much again for listening this has been the get into it podcast Podcast. (laughs)